News Talk Breakfast with Kira Kelly and Shane Coleman. In association with AIR on News Talk. Now, 11 Conservative politicians have now thrown their hats into the ring to replace Boris Johnson with household names and lesser known Tories in the mix. Uh, all clamouring to be the next Prime Minister of the UK. And to talk us through the runners and the riders, I'm joined now by Lauren McEvitt, former Conservative Government Special Advisor. Good morning to you, Lauren. Um, some of the names would be very familiar to us here, the, the, the Rishi Sunaks, people like that, but some of them, I, I'll be frank, I've never heard of. Um, will many of these just fall by the wayside over the next number of, uh, of days? Yes, and uh, we'll know uh, by this evening what the rules of engagement for this uh, for this election will be, um, because today is the 1922 committee election, and after that, they set the rules for the leadership um, election that is to follow. In previous elections, uh, the threshold for getting your name on the first ballot has been to receive 5% support from the parliamentary party. And I suspect that we may see the 1922 committee raise that threshold because nobody really wants us to go on and on and on and on and on. And therefore, I wonder if what they'll do is raise the threshold to reduce the number of ballots we go through before before we whittle down to the final two. And the final two, we, we should get to them around the 21st of July. Is that correct? I, again, we'll know more uh, this evening. It's entirely possible that the, the 22 will say, you know, if there's a 20% threshold to get your name on the ballot, then we're looking at maybe oh, okay. two or three ballots. It could be a lot faster than that. OK. Um, are there, I, I, there seems to be an awful lot of talk of tax cuts and, 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 and each each uh, candidate out tax cutting the next in order to, I suppose, uh, I suppose curry favour. Um, is there much difference between candidates ideologically, do you think? Uh, yes. I mean, if you look at what people are saying about what needs to happen with, with taxation, it's very interesting to see that the, the most recent Chancellor, Rishi Sunak, has not actually gone down the road of enormous tax cuts. He said that he doesn't want to mortgage the future of the children of the country um, and that he, he would have to pay. He would, he would have to do so in order to pay for tax cuts. So it's not tax cuts galore across every single candidate. And there are major differences um, between the individual candidates once you get beyond some of the bluster about, oh, we just need to move on from the last leader. For example, Penny Mordaunt, who the last time I checked the rankings, which admittedly may have moved by now, um, uh, had the second largest number of MPs supporting her. Um, she had been on the record with some very liberal views on 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 the transgender debate and on some LGBTQ uh, uh, issues that um, some conservatives had had perhaps been confused about. So the first thing that she did was a big video that cleared up her viewpoints on that. So there are multiple viewpoints coming across in multiple candidacies, um, which will be very interesting. Okay. Uh, I see, for example, that Jeremy Hunt, who obviously backed. Uh, the Remain camp um, and is viewed by Brexiteers by, with some suspicion, announcing that he will run with a very hardcore Brexiteer as his guaranteed deputy in Esther McVeigh. Uh, now she's a bit of a Marmite character herself, so that may and, be. And, much and of a, is a that bad going to be thing. one of the, the the selling points or otherwise for candidates? Whether you were a moderate Brexiteer, perhaps, or a hardline Brexiteer, is that going to be taken into account? Do you think? I, I don't know that. The positions that were taken in the 2016 referendum will be as important as the the positions taken afterwards. So how whether or not you were a hardcore Remainer in 2016, but then, you know, accepted the real politic of the vote and then turned around and said, right now, here's what we're going to do to get ourselves out of Europe. That's probably a good thing in the eyes of of both the parliamentary electorate and the, the party electorate. If, on the other hand, you were a moderate Remainer in 2016, but then have spent the intermittent five years trying to frustrate the process in the eyes of your colleagues, then that's probably not a good thing.
Okay. Um, so yeah, Brexit is going to be a, a specter in this. The economy is going to be a specter in this. But I think what's interesting is some polling that came out before the weekend from JL Partners. Um, this is James Johnson, who um, uh, was previously Theresa May's pollster in number 10, uh, saying that when he asked a broad spectrum of voters um, who they would back versus Keir Starmer in the next election, Rishi Sunak of the declared candidates at that point was the only candidate who beat Starmer at the next election. And I think that's going to be really important polling going forward. Interesting stuff indeed. No doubt we will be covering this on an ongoing basis over the next couple of weeks. Thank you very much for speaking to us this morning. That is Lauren McEvitt, former Conservative Government Special Advisor. News Talk Breakfast with Kira Kelly and Shane Coleman. In association with AIR. Weekday mornings at 7 on News Talk.